What about the money? Oh, huh? the money. What about the money? <laughs> That's what it's uh -huh. all about. Not fair, huh, You Michael? scrimp and you save, you work yourselves half to death, and still, you can't afford what you really want. Guess That's what? not fair. <laughs> it's not fair that some people are rich and you're not. That's not fair. Welcome to Cheap Podcast episode number 46. This is the unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. This is also four 30-year-olds react to Botchamania. Um, <laughs> oh. Uh, oh. I, I love that Wowzers. song. I love that song. That's <laughs> uh, oh, a Sparkster song. <laughs> I am Dave DiBiase Rudden. Mm. Uh, I've got three guests. I am Christopher Laser Focus Anti- I I want to go again. I am Henry Macho King Gilbert. Uh, <laughs> no, I was trying to remember the tax form. Big boner bite, Brett Elston. No, isn't there an easy... 109. Uh, uh, Brett, 1040 Easy Elston. Nice. <laughs> Chris, what are we... 1040 Easy... We have a pledge drive it's going a great on right plan, now, by right, Chris? That's true. And and why and why what brought this on? The tax bill being the most I've ever had to pay for anything in my adult life. Mm hmm uh, for, for laser time, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you were twelve, that's a tax bill. Who? No, it is the most I've ever had to pay for anything. <laughs> yeah, um, um, even more than my first car. So the, these commentaries, which is, uh, do, you, do you want to tell people right now? Yes, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Space Jam. You get that by donating anything from one dollar to four ninety nine. Over that, you get the exclusive Cool World over ten bucks, an awesome uh, uh, physical item. I guess I, I'll just say that it, hey, it's got Mario on it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's not Mario. It's not Mario. You're incorrect. It's I said Nario. What do you think? Uh, okay, got it. Blario. <laughs> it's got uh yeah I R S I R L Mario. Well, speaking of I R S and uh, and wrestlers of it ilk, uh, this mini episode of Cheap Podcast is focused on wrestlers whose gimmick is that they are uh, wealthier than you. Mm -hmm. I mean, in, in reality, all wrestlers are. You're talking more class warfare. Yes, that's a great yeah. name for a pay per view, by the way. That's worth yeah, it should uh, take place in like a college. Because spoiler, like that, basically an earnest movie. Most wrestling, <laughs> most wrestling fans are not that wealthy, mm -hmm. including us right now. We're I don't know about wealthy. that because there were a lot of people at that WrestleMania event. WrestleMania is that what it's called? Mm -hmm. Well, uh, it's, and it was not cheap to get into, and it was not cheap to eat and support yourself. It and was you, you would have needed a meal for how long? I you would were there. say for most of the audience, it was like their biggest expenditure of the year. Mm. They save up all year just for that. Like yeah. we're skipping Christmas, kids. <laughs> we're going when Christmas came in May. <laughs> we're flying from Manitoba <laughs> to San Jose. Mm -hmm. We're going to be doing it right. Yeah. So I thought I would go through the history of wealthier than you wrestlers. Mm -hmm. I better uh, hear the one that I want to hear. Well, I, I mean, you will. we're going to start at, at the beginning, the beginning of money with probably. I mean, he he's still the standard bearer for rich guy wrestlers. No. Uh, the million dollar man. I knew it. I'm upset. Ted DiBiase. I'm upset. And this clip is great because it kind of recounts all the stupid things he did to be to flaunt that he was rich. 
You offered a young boy $100 to bounce a basketball 15 times in a row, only to kick the ball away after the 14th bounce. And by not paying off Ted DiBiase, you broke that little boy's heart. You paid a swimming pool attendant several hundred dollars to kick all the kids out of the pool on a sweltering hot summer day, just so you could have that pool all to yourself. But the time that sticks in my mind most, Ted DiBiase, is the time you hired a lookalike imposter referee in an attempt to steal away the World Wrestling Federation Championship, a scheme that almost worked. Mean Gene sounds like the worst blues musician of all time. It could have been a great song. <laughs> Those, I mean, they sound like Mr. Burns' uh, yeah. plans. Listening in the cartoon. You blocked out the sun for all of WWE. Cartoon supervillain. <laughs> so, yeah, Ted DiBiase got his start as a Texas wrestler yeah. who actually had, was very popular in Japan before coming here, but he was a good guy. He mm-hmm. was a good guy, dude, in his... Uh, area in in Texas, then wrestled in Wrestle Japan. Wrestled at the Sportatorium down there in Texas, with, uh, well, and also with Stan Hansen a lot. And as you guys actually pointed out to you, Chris and Brad, at uh, Ribera Steakhouse, mm. a photograph of Stan Hansen and Ted DiBiase eating together at the Ribera Steakhouse. Yes, but then when he comes back uh, to America. Mm. Then Vince is like, no, we're going to do the rich guy angle. You're the rich guy, and you're the mean rich guy. And he had the million-dollar sleeper, mm-hmm. which when he would knock million people. Million-dollar dream. Million-dollar dream is sleeper hold, the million-dollar dream. And he would knock them out and then stuff a $100 bill in their mouth when they lost. And all those Some those cool poor shit. loser, like the jobbers, he did wonder, that to. I wonder if that was their pay for the night. Probably <laughs> was. Because that's about, what, uh, what a jobber would basically make is 100 I, bucks to like – to get to really just throw your body around. I bet when he went back, they went to the back. Vince was like, "Give me that hundred dollars, goddamn! Here's a fifty dollar bill. The fifty dollar bill. Next time, don't slobber on it so much when it's shoved in your face. It's my hundred dollars. Be a professional, damn it!" Uh, and and Ted DiBiase definitely told stories of like Vince gave him. He he, uh, Shane Patterson, old coworker of ours, mm-hmm. and I got to interview. Uh, Mr. DiBiase once and he 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 was on it like he said that Vince gave him like this credit card of like you got to live like a rich dude like to live your gimmick and so you don't go crazy with this but if you have to stay in a fancy hotel so people see you do it then you do it and really yeah and oh what a great I want to play that character <laughs> yeah well then also like people some people say that he was playing a Vince McMahon type character yeah. like mm. he was doing a Vince McMahon in, t- in imitation and then the last story about DiBiase was that you he met him. It, was, it was great meeting him, and he did the laugh for us and like <laughs> for talk radio. Um, for talk radio, like you're listening to talk radio, ah, mm. like so great. Speaking of rich, he would have been <laughs> well, so WrestleMania. Rich, talk radio. <laughs> at WrestleMania four, he was supposed to win the world championship. He oh, was going to end that. up being world champion, mm-hmm. and meanwhile, Randy Savage was going to be the IC champion. He was going to beat Honky Tonk for it. Honky Tonk said, I don't want to lose the Intercontinental Championship. So then they decide they're going to make Savage the world champion. And the way they talk DiBiase into not being the world champion, they're like, what do you want to have just anybody's world championship? Or do you want to own your own title belt? And he's like, ah, yeah. And so thus the million dollar championship was born full of fake diamonds that... Everybody's like, those can't be real diamonds. And he says, oh, those are real diamonds. And then his cover story for that was that on the inside of the belt, this is what he told me and Shane, on the inside of the belt are three real diamonds. So he could say, oh, it's real diamond and (laughs) not 
technically be lying, which seems like a weird just lie. Who cares? Like, mm-hmm. but I would have seen through it, Hank. And also the I'm video, a smart mark. the video of him, the the scene of him buying his belt from the jeweler is one of my favorite yeah. scenes ever, because he is wearing like a like a Dracula cape. He's like walking <laughs> around in his in his red inline. Black what is a cape. belt? <laughs> and a he miserable just, pile of diamonds. He enters what is the championship. He just enters the jeweler store and just throws back his cape. Like, ah, where's my belt? Where's my belt? Ah, oh, it's so and, great. If I'm not mistaken, I, I I did fall in love with this guy, but it was through a video game where like we all he was the character we all wanted to play as because for some reason you could exploit his moves huh. a little easier. I for, I'm trying to remember which game. I think it's just the WrestleMania NES. The WrestleMania game. NES. Oh, yeah. because it is an NES. It's it's an it's NES, NES game. The Nintendo Power and they. It I doesn't. Mean, the game doesn't make any sense. But like yeah. DiBiase, just, for yeah. some reason, we all got a handle on. Like I'm the, I'm a million dollar yeah. man. The side scrolling wrestling game where yeah. power ups bounce across the screen. <laughs> yes, it is the worst. Awful. But we all like, had it. You went straight to DiBiase, and I wanted to throw just for my own personal love in there, Ric Flair. Yeah, but he, he wasn't. It wasn't part of it. It was part of his gimmick, but it wasn't part of his persona. Well, no. he would yeah. come out and like I. I don't think you can do that nowadays. I got here on a private plane. Woo! Million dollar suits. Woo! I don't. I'm not. Yeah. He was. I mean, Cena I, does that now. Like there are a bunch of wrestlers who get <laughs> private. Like. Private jets and no, but like, like nobody brags. I I yeah. would say like that's the evolution of like when people pull back the veil, they don't want to see a person like that. I would say hip hop music was filled with that yeah. mm-hmm. for a long time, and nowadays, like yeah, I don't want to hear how much money you have. You no, he you was. Can't, you can't be my hero and uh, and be rich. <laughs> well, and he talk was about the original it. bragging gangster, I yes. suppose. But, but yeah, he was, but he did it as a baby face, though. Well, I, I think yeah. his his thing wasn't so much like I have lots of money. Is that I get paid lots of money and spend it, and I don't care. That he's like. He likes spending money more so than having lots of it. it yeah. Okay. It's a weird That's definition, a but he's just like, look at my Rolex. This is worth more than your house. Look at my yeah, shoes. It's weird they haven't done the Ric Flair is poor angle yet. Like I've, 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 had, I've spent so much in alimony, <laughs> yes. and I over like, every time I go to a bar, I buy it out and Woo! like. And then they ask me to pay the tab, and I say, come on, I'm Ric Flair. Yeah. Give me a break. I can't drink unless fans are buying. <laughs> Woo! It's sad. It's well, he shouldn't sad. be drinking. He shouldn't be drinking anyway. He's like, he's gone to rehab a lot of times. He's like, gone this far entertaining the shit out of me. Uh, yeah. Whatever that guy wants to do. Mm. All right, I, I got a little bit more of this. But what uh, about David Flair? He's, he's so poor. That's the, poor that's and the, the peak of opulence is getting that guy to be <laughs> yeah, like, getting David Flair he, to be a wrestling that, that superstar. That would have been a great gimmick. He, as terrible a wrestler as he was, if he was just like, Daddy, so that I could be a wrestler. Am I doing it right, Dad? <laughs> I got a little bit more of this Ted DiBiase interview where he, he just he pulls out a couple of his quotes. Uh, you may indeed be a great wrestler, Ted DiBiase, but I can't help but think tonight you're up to something. <laughs> It's not what I'm up to, Oakland. It's what it all comes down to. And what it all comes down to is this. Money isn't everything. It's the only thing. And everyone, everyone has a price for the million-dollar man. <laughs> yeah. Is that every interview he ever gave? Pretty much. Like those, like the Everybody's three, got a price. The three touch points. I will, pay, I will spend money and win. And then the laugh. Mm-hmm. Yes. There, there's uh, a good... There, I just read a good oral history on Andre the Giant, and DiBiase is the most recognizable person for me in that mm-hmm. uh, well I uh, Dibiase's in he's like he's overweight compared to his, his 
other guys. He was but always overweight. He's right? also more well. He was never like he never had a beautiful like mm-hmm. sculpted body. But that's also probably why he's alive more than <laughs> other people. Because uh. you looked at his body then, like he didn't look like he did a lot of steroids. That's for sure. Like he nice but, and round. Uh, but like now he's just kind of chunky. But mm-hmm. like no offense, mm-hmm. guy. But uh, but. Also, that like he he said that he didn't do drugs back then. That he was just he just did double the he just like had sex with everything that moved. He mm-hmm. just uh, no drugs, but gave in to every other vice. Well, you know he's got to live the gimmick as Vince McMahon made him. Like, <laughs> well, and, for only the highest class prostitutes. Well, and then also he became a born again mm-hmm. minister, and Wonder. like he a lot of the '90s was spent. So he injured his neck in the early '90s and then had to retire. He became a minister and he would do like these Christian wrestling events during the Attitude Era and be like that's right I'm gonna buy he would play his character and say like to his enemy I can I can buy whatever I want off of you I'll give you all this money and then the person would say like you can't buy my soul that belongs to God and then <laughs> and then DiBiase would go you know right. what? You're right. Jesus <laughs> is the way. And just like dive into. Uh, let's all pray. He is risen, brother. <laughs> well, speaking of risen, uh, so the next on the list <laughs> is uh, Henry. Where we had a little bit of a debate about this. Uh-huh. You say he's technically not a rich wrestler. I, I agree, but he's also so based in money. He, well, I mean, he was co-tag champion in with, Money Inc. with Ted DiBiase. This is a uh, Chris. Don't get scared. It's IRS. The rest okay. huh. The IRS is after you. Not the REM record label? No. Another facet of IRS is that he would, like... I always mix him up with the Repo Man and the fact that, like, he would say, like, you have to pay taxes on something. And I'm like, did he say someone had to pay taxes on that or did Repo Man just steal it? Usually both. And yeah. in this case, this is uh, IRS calling out The Undertaker because apparently you have to pay taxes when you're dead. I love IRS so much. So, so Chris, suicide the Undertaker is not the has to pay his taxes. You can't kill yourself and not pay taxes. Can he do a Patreon? <laughs> I'm sure that many people thought that last week when I repossessed your headstone that the penalty was maybe just a little stiff. Well, Ooh. I disagree because it's a fact of life that people, whether living or deceased, have to pay IRS. You know, if your beneficiaries would have paid your burial tax instead of splurging on this magnificent casket in the first place, <laughs> I wouldn't be here interrupting your little dirt nap. But be that as it may, I've told you time and time again that sooner or later, everyone pays IRS. But now you know firsthand that being six feet under is not a tax shelter. <laughs> Ask Alan Ball. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I, I like that I was able yeah, to tell by good. the sound clip. Thanks. A pat on the back from Henry. Uh, that that was filmed outdoors. Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. He was like literally at some cemetery. Rich as shit, can't afford a windscreen. No. Yeah. I, I can't picture. And I also did noise removal there, so. I can't picture him. I just picture like the big crazy dude from Scrubs. What? The, the, uh, the janitor? Ah. <sighs> I think he's a. I think he's a nurse. Mm. One of the nurses in Scrubs. He's also in Wild Hogs. I am. Well, he your own podcast, buddy. It's too esoteric. He would always <sighs> wrestle in like a, uh, a like full suit. suit. Yeah. yeah, like a dress shirt and tie. But the dress shirt was always short, short sleeve, sleeve yeah. which always threw me off. But it's he like, would wrestle in that. like Sipowitz yeah. short sleeve. Oh yeah, stuff. and he has suspenders because he's a he's an accountant. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, slick back hair, and yeah, he. There were lots of clips of him just saying, like, you got to pay your taxes, all you people. Yeah. You think you can dodge your taxes. You got to give it. And I think that character expresses what 
Vince McMahon feels about is right. about the government and taxes because I think he's a bit like he's a big time ta- no no taxes Republican yeah uh, and I mean like it's like the way he pays his wrestlers yeah they're all independent contractors yeah, so, in in the most tax sheltery way he can do it mm-hmm. like so that's yeah. why like a lot of wrestlers are based out of what is it Florida Florida because there's yeah, no, no income state tax. Inco- no yeah. state income tax ah. You still got to pay your national income tax, as IRS would say. That's good to remember. I will. Yeah, let's move to Florida. No. Do you have an address there? <laughs> Never want to move. I to have an address. Well, all right, you can yeah. file from Florida. Exactly. You should start doing that. But, I'm not even uh, registered to vote in this awful state. California hippies. <laughs> wasting all the water, making everything unfunny. Well, you should be in a battleground state anyway, registered to vote, right? Maybe. Anyways, uh, IRS, yeah, he was a member of Money, Inc., so he'd like, I guess it was assumed that he was doing taxes for... <laughs> For the for Diviasi, I suppose. Suppose. Yeah. I also you brought up the Repo Man. I I never thought of him this before, but in the Uprocks write up, like he explained, uh, he said the Repo Man was really just like a cartoon raccoon brought to life. <laughs> he had a big he had a big like tire tread over his back, like got run over. Yeah, he was like, man, the Repo Man. You should have yourself. <laughs> I hate his video game apocalypse bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> also, so Erwin R. Scheister was his name, what? and he—that was his character. I do name. remember that. Right. And he uh, was played by Mike Rotunda, mm-hmm. who. So in it's the a two better wrestling name, and I mean Erwin R. Scheister is like Jewy McJew. Yes. Like, well, and he also beca- he later became. Uh, uh, Vincent- I gotta, yeah, okay, but I got to go for that. But before he was IRS, he was just Mike Rotunda, and I didn't know this, but I watched. Some Tuesday Night Titans, which is the best thing to watch on oh, network. Man. Like, watch incredible. Disappear into a cloud of marijuana and just watch that shit. <laughs> but uh, on one of those was, it was Mike Rotunda and another guy, and they were this new tag team that Vince was trying to push as, like, the cute guy tag team that all the girls could, like, fawn over. And so it's Mike Rotunda and his tag team partner. Mike Rotunda is not that handsome, I'd it's say. Kind of rotund. Well, no, he was in good shape, but it's like he's got homely yeah. features. But <laughs> but they had like these actresses like just to like sit around them like, oh, you're so great. Like tear at their clothes. And then, <laughs> and then they were managed by Captain Lou Albano. So then Lou Albano was like talking kind of homoerotically about like these handsome boys and girls can't keep their hands off them. They're such good looking guys. Look at these guys. Yeah. So then he went on to basically play the exact same gimmick in WCW mm. as... Mr. Wall Street. I can almost Jesus I can almost Christ. do another episode just based on how in the mid nineties when WCW would get a guy from WWE and they didn't have they got the every rights, guy from WWE. They would just basically minor tweak on the gimmick. Like Big Boss Man became Guardian Angel. Mm-hmm. So he was like the still a cop. Uh, Earthquake became Avalanche. Just different <laughs> calamity. Uh, and then yeah. if you and then if you were lucky enough to have been this guy before you came into yeah. WWF, like you just got like I'm still Axel Jim Duggan, yeah. Or Brutus the Barber Beefcake was Brother Brutai. Axel mm-hmm. Jim Duggan was uh, Bandsaw James. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here is here is I I actually was <laughs> might not be true. I remember watching this live and being like oh my, like this was the first Nitro, so it was like. They were pulling out all the stops. This is like when Lex Luger made the famous jump, and they show in that. Ball? Yeah, they show that on. They show that on the Monday Night Wars. In the mid nineties. In the mid nineties, but they don't show in the mid nineties when IRS made his big jump as Mr. Wall Street. But here's his promo. And that is why I'm here in WCW, because it is about power. It is about money, and right here where the greatest wrestlers in the world are, Hulk Hogan. 
Randy Savage, Sting, Vader. Now you've added to the list Mr. Wall Street. <laughs> oh, and I'm sure that the IRS is going to be watching me real close. Jesus. But that's fine, because as you go down the road in the WCW, people are going to know for sure that Michael Wall Street is a real player. Just yeah. so we got it clear enough. IRS. That's right. Captain Capitalism is here to stay. Uh, well, definitely Wall Street is more rich. Yeah. And, and hateable. And so do you know who Dave knows? And eventually he changed his name to VK, VK. Wall yeah. Street, which is Vincent Kennedy. Kennedy. So basically, Kennedy. basically Vince Vince McMahon's first and middle name, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so uh, you should know, guys, that he is the father of two current yeah. superstars. Is he? Big time people. Is he a Samoan? No, no, he's not. Uh, he's the father of Bray Wyatt. I thought that's what it was. And yeah. Bo Dallas. Is he really? Yep. Yeah. They're like, brothers? Yeah. They are brothers. Yep. I like to think that both of their mindsets came from being raised by a rich guy. Like, <laughs> Bray just like went to communes and like... <laughs> just moved out into yeah. the boondocks and like, I'm in, I, I, for, I forsake money. Yeah. And Bo's just been completely sheltered and never it's like... like I believe face, in myself. Never had to face a Watch problem. Watch excerpts from Tony Robbins' speeches. <laughs> <laughs> he is Tony Robbins. Yeah. That's true. With smaller teeth and fingers. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Tony Robbins. So uh, now we're moving on to like... Did let... Bo get like critically injured? Oh, he's back now. He's right? back. He's back. He, yeah. He got, uh, this, he got yeah, Tommy. attacked by Sting. And oh, Tommy right. eliminated from the Battle honor. Royal. It is kind of an I honor. want Sting to attack me. <laughs> uh, but this is probably the least popular or even notable... Uh, rich guy wrestler in mm-hmm. WWE. This was that during the it. Attitude Era. Mm, His boy. name was Tiger Ali Singh. Ah, yes. And, I remember him. And this is also, this is a double whammy. So not only is he rich, he's also Indian. Mm. <laughs> and not like Tatanka Indian. Feather or Indian. dot? The, the dot. Tatanka, not the, da- he's the dot. But he doesn't sound like it. I'll give you uh, 15 seconds into this clip to, to guess <laughs> oh, where he's actually from. <laughs> I make he big wumpum in the Sounds Canadian. No task has been too degrading. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, he th- he did a really gross thing where he made this lady like lick his. He made somebody lick a guy's toes. Yeah. Like, well, ugh. he's got a stunt in mind here, which is uh, just as gross, I would say. Okay. Or too vulgar for you people, and even my royal mind. I cannot think of anything so vile. I will pay any American peasant $500 cash. Sit down, Jim. To come to the ring and eat a... How do you Americans say it? Booger from Bad Boo's Finger! That's why it was the attitude era, baby. Yeah, a little eating a booger. Oh boy! I want you yeah. to smell my underpants. Suck it. Suck my booger. Suck. <laughs> so yeah, he was just the yeah. evil. So the scary foreigner who's different yeah. from us. But he, all, he lost all the time. Yep. Um, He's very pre nine eleven. And, and guy, so he was it. an Indian aristocrat, and his assistant was named Babu. 
Uh, so also known as cliche. Sweet Babu. Yeah. <laughs> he came out on a flying carpet. And he, he basically do- just did what Ted DiBiase did, which is like uh-huh. offer people in the audience money to do embarrassing things. Mm-hmm. So, so, so I a think, morning radio show. I mean, <laughs> nothing's better. You'll never... You will never top that basketball thing. Like that is yeah. the best. That Wait, basketball that actually thing actually happen? Yeah, it's such an amazing clip of just like this kid is dribbling it. He's got to hit fifteen. He's on fourteen, and just so nonchalantly, just a little kick. Oh, yep. and then Dibby, I was like, ah, oh, you couldn't do it. Ah, yeah. oh, it's too bad. <laughs> See, that is subtle. Whereas like Tiger Ali's saying was literally eat the toe jam out of this like guy's foot, mm. eat a booger. There's another one where Babu is eating sardines throughout the whole interview. Ew, that's so And gross. then they call in a woman from the audience to make out with uh, Babu. Because Babu is the poor assistant. And unlike mm. other like assistants like Virgil and uh, even like Damien Mizdow, never got his comeuppance. Just yeah. was always... And, oh, really? Yeah. I'm worried about what's going to happen to Mizdow because when the story of guys throwing off the shackles yeah. of their boss everybody's behind them for about a month and they're like yeah you're just a guy now yeah. Turns out story's we only, over you're free we're only rooting for you because we really hated the guy that yeah. was like hiring you. <laughs> yeah wow that's an interesting perspective nobody wants to work hard for equality they we just hate like, this yeah. guy more than we actually like you mm-hmm. yeah yeah it'll be a problem he'll be yeah. back to dressed as magneto <laughs> and Virgil's like hey. the biggest loser ever. Like, yeah, and we are at, back at like prime Marvel time, so you could dress true. up as a kingpin or a Ultron. You can Ultron. be robot. <laughs> he can wear Triple H's uh, gear out, and it's, yeah. it's basically Ultron. Yes, his fucking summer movie promotional gear. Yeah. Like entrance. Captain America would be the one to go in there. Eh. This summer, Sex in the City three <laughs> Triple H. Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling will return after these messages. Welcome to this break for Cheap Popcast. No raw to talk about, really, because uh, the one in England kind of sucked. Besides Ziggler, Neville, and uh, a Naomi heel turn, which was a little bit neat. But what this break is for is to, once again, remind you of the IRL cartoon commentary pack just under a week left until April 20th. If you do donate $1 to $4.99 to Laser Time, you will get uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit and Space Jam to uh, classics of animation meet live action cinema and then if you donate five dollars to 9.99 you also get cool world which is not as much a classic but uh is still fun with uh your favorite laser timers talking about it into your ear holes if you donate ten dollars or more you get a physical item which is a uh, it's a neat laser time uh themed coin featuring a quote-unquote mario-like character on it Purchase t-shirts through the Laser Time store, which has uh, the logos of all of our fine programs, including Laser Time, VG Empire, Cape Crisis, VG Apocalypse, and of course, Cheap Podcast. Also, please use the Amazon links uh, strewn about LaserTimePodcast.com. Plenty of links to Amazon products on the right-hand side of LaserTimePodcast.com. Underneath this episode on the website, you can find even more links. Um, there's some basically accompanying every article. All you have to do is click on the link to any product. Don't have to purchase that product. Whatever you purchase during that visit will throw a few pennies back into our hat. Um, 
And uh, please, uh, you know, subscribe to all those shows. Rate, review them on iTunes. Get their visibility up. Follow Laser Time on Twitch and on YouTube. Uh, both of those help us uh, help us with our weekly streams. And uh, the, the the more popular those are, the easier it will be for us to get cool new games for it. If you're not watching our streams on Twitch, uh, we do them live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Uh, recently. We've done Fast and the Furious games, we've done Mortal Kombat, we did a few weird baseball games, and uh, we spent a well over two hours playing WWE 2K15 in conjunction with WrestleMania, so there's even more wrestling chatter there, and uh, it happens to be while we're playing a weird Royal Rumble that features Laser Time editors... Marvel and DC characters, Michael Jordan, Chewbacca, and a couple other favorites. And also don't forget we've got Twitter and Facebook pages, so follow us there if you haven't yet. Uh, that'll do it, and I'll let you get back to the rest of this episode. Now back to Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. So moving on, the I would I would say the only person who really approached Ted DiBiase level of being like a jerk rich guy is uh well he's still around now he's a jerk announcer JBL oh yeah yeah well I, there's one more after JBL I remember but, uh, uh, yeah well I'm sure that's funny as an yeah. announcer or a wrestler as a wrestler okay uh, so J- he, all right yeah um he had one of the most ham-fisted stupid angles ever and that really tested my limits of belief as a wrestling fan. Shawn Michaels had apparently become poor and had to work for JBL. It's the same thing that I kind of hate about Damien Miz that where it's mm. like he's working you're, for Miz and Miz says, I will fire you, but you're still a wrestler, so you you're have employed income. by WWE. You're, you're paid to appear at these places, yeah. so it doesn't really make sense. I, I forgot the whole HBK has no money thing. I yeah. forgot that story. Well, it was it was timely at the at like back in two thousand eight or two thousand nine because it was right after like the stock market crash. Mm-hmm. The heart broke, kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure somebody. I'm sure I'm Jerry sure Lawler that said. said that yeah. during a commentary. Oh god, I'm sure he said like eight I times. a Lawler joke. Yeah. Oh boy. Nah. <laughs> we fire me. But but here is JBL talking about uh, how rich he is. Shawn Michaels. You see, I know some things, Sean. Rich people always do. Before this stock market crashed, nobody saw it coming, except, of course, for my wife. But that didn't help you, did it? You see, I was hoarding cash. I was putting money in gold, while most of Americans blindly, stupidly followed the leader. I was making money. In fact, Sean, I was prospering while you we're following the herd, losing almost almost everything, right, Sean? You lost your 401k. You lost your retirement. You lost your nest egg. You lost your children's education fund. Ooh, I, I, I didn't realize how much I missed anything but the four-syllable crowd chant. Yeah. 
blank, 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 blank. Mm. Fight, fight, fight! Just yeah. fucking fight! Kick the rich guy in the face! You know, it was, it was fun to go back. I, I watched, like, WrestleMania 17 recently, and, mm. like, to hear what audiences were like before, you, you realize For now how trained making. they all are mm. to say all these things, like... Like the audience has grown so much or learned so much about what to chant, and like they're just so. Uh, they, there was, a, there was a fucking, there was a good sincerity to that. We're like, yeah, just fucking hit him, yeah, hit him. Well, so the audience can't keep this silent anymore. Hit him. JBL hit had a really weird travel through his career too. Like first he was just a new guy mm-hmm. in WWE, then mm-hmm. he became a, an acolyte, just yeah. the acolytes of the ministry. Then at some point, him and his fellow acolyte, Ron Simmons, decided they liked drinking and fighting more. <laughs> and so then they basically became bar bouncers yep. who also wrestled. And their thing was they hit really hard and it looks really painful because it is. <laughs> uh, and then, then they were just beer swilling guys who like play poker and were a tag team. And then some point in 2004 or five. Uh, like JBL decided that he like it came out that JBL had made money in the stock market like on the side like he's also like a Republican and he would be dude. on like Fox News and do yeah. like uh, and and so then they made yeah. a character out of that and so they would play like the I guess the like the stock market market ding 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 yeah. that's how his thing would start and then it would be like that uh, I guess that kind of American in Paris song or, or like the thing that you'd hear on like beef what's for dinner dun, 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 dun. like Oklahoma music yeah, and it would come out in a limo that had just like bullhorns on the front also plays at the yeah. Bellagio fountain in Vegas yeah. and so then he basically became George W. Bush because he yeah. had he had the administration just a bunch of other suit wearing dude the Basham brothers who've yeah. never been heard from again and Orlando Jordan who who later went on, on to be one of the transistor twins but <laughs> Well, he great seven up pitchman. Orlando Orlando Jordan is is actually bisexual, and he did a bisexual character in TNA. They wouldn't let him do it in WWE, and yet when he wait, was, wait, with, was it bisexual B U Y because he can <laughs> afford to because JBL is rich, and then JBL would like name. JBL would keep constantly doing like these gay panic jokes, like Ugh, look at these two gays, like, and then. Orlando would just laugh along with it. I was like, come on, dude. Like, you just fucked a dude. (laughs) That was something I liked in Hardcore Holly's book that he brought up that he was on the road with Orlando Jordan. And he was making all the guys uncomfortable because he would keep taking dudes back to his hotel room on the road. And then, at least in Holly's recollection, Holly said, like, who cares? Like, you're all fucking women. Like, he's just fucking. More for you. All we're doing is fucking. Like, he's (laughs) he's just having sex with men instead of women. Who cares? Like. But anyway, I gotta know, and I gotta stop it. <laughs> so yeah, JBL was like he was George W. Bush in the Bush era. So he's also could be the smarmy American, yeah. And he was the U.S. champion at one point and was pretty good at it. And uh, as a wrestler, and he definitely I like can't sh- even imagine this. Yeah, well, I have a hard all, time picturing. That. And when he feuded with Eddie Guerrero, who boy? Yeah, he, the, he eventually shredded into like hardcore, ooh. like you're jumping the border. Get out of here. Look at all these. Bet your backs are all wet in this audience in L.A. Like, yeah, he was. I can't believe you're saying all this, Henry. From the heart, too. (laughs) The stuff he (laughs) said, the stuff he said is like, you could never do this now. Like, Zeb Coulter, like, did not say anything that bad. And 
Is this during the ruthless aggression period? Yes, it was the ruthless aggression era. Yeah, and so and this JBL held the title for a very long time, almost a year, mm-hmm. and he was the guy that lost it to John Cena for John Cena's first win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he was just the rich guy, and now they've pretty much dropped that about his character. So he's what happened? Like, to now he's just him. the blustering announcer that annoys everybody. Yeah. Uh, Harper, Harper. Yeah. Well, so in, in WrestleMania 25, <laughs> we saw, Dave and I saw oh, live, yeah. his final match, his final WWE match, which was really good. So it was in yeah. Texas, and he got a positive welcome because he's the Texan. Like, that's his character. And he was like, it's so great to be here in the great state of Texas because after I finish this match, I will leave immediately and get on my private plane and fly back to Manhattan. <laughs> Goodbye. And then Even at he, that point, I'm from New York. I'm like, where they don't serve barbecue. <laughs> and then he loses. These are Pace Picante sauce. <laughs> and then he loses to Rey Mysterio in 30 seconds and then quit. He says, I quit. Well, and then one of the things- he throw his hat down and kick it? No, oh, he wasn't. He should have. The things that I've become most fascinated with are, are the rest who managed to turn things around into a job with the WWE full time? Mm. How did how did was he that good a talker that he got the job on the mic? He, he was J- a good announcer. JBL was almost like a lifer in WWE. So he like yeah. he was actually before he was even like part of the acolytes. He was like Justin Hawk Bradshaw or like uh. Black. Blackjack Bradshaw. Yeah, they were basically like a cowboy for yeah. a bunch of years, and nobody cared about him. And then he did the uh, APA. Speaking stuff. of Stan Hansen, he was trained by Stan Hansen, yeah. and basically does. Guy his the predator effects. His finisher. Jesus Christ! Uh, I hate you so much. JBL's finisher, the clothesline from hell, is basically Stan Hansen's lariat yeah. finisher, and it's basically a, a clothesline where he just doesn't hold back and just yeah, it's like, just like oh, I really hurt you. Yeah. yeah, Stan Hansen did do the alien effects. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> um, Don't do that. I read things. Well, yeah, he was a guy. I liked JBL as an announcer. Like mm-hmm. I thought he at first he mm-hmm. was. Mainly because he just made fun of Michael Cole the whole time, and I don't like Michael Cole, so it was fun to hear me being made fun of. But then when he came, so then he was gone for a while and just like wrote a book about making money and appearing on like Fox Business. And then Jerry Lawler had his heart attack, Mm -hmm. and then JBL came back to cover for him. Then he hasn't left, and he's gotten so bad. He's kind of the main person who's behind like my least favorite thing about rest WWE announcers, actually, in particular. Is like they're more obsessed with like pointing out what each other are wrong about than actually calling the match. Yeah, like, oh, you call that a power bomb? That's not a power bomb. That's a sit down slam. You idiot! It wasn't seventy eight. It was seventy six. Oh, yeah. You said U.S. It's intercontinental. Whatever, Michael. Who cares? Uh, having only really gotten back into this in the last two years, it is, even even after just two years, I'm like. Feels like these guys are really tired and would, <laughs> would really. I mean, I know yeah. you want a steady gig and it's great to have one and 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 whatever. But like, yeah, there's got to be a better way. It's weird that I'm like welcoming Booker T back. Like, Booker T back, yeah. and then also yeah. uh, suck. Uh, who who's the Renee Young? Yeah, she she's seems good. good. She's good, and it's nice to hear a woman. Yeah. I would really just like a full time female announcer. Like, I just change the tenor yeah. of everything. I mean, like, they, are building, they are building. They are building towards that. I mean, I bet in five years' time. Hopefully in five years' time we won't have JBL or Jerry Lawler. JBL's uh, maybe still Michael cheaper. Cole, but on the at- Cheap Heat podcast they had this funny point that they said Big Show is really good when he's on color commentary, and then they said J- uh, Jason Albert is also mm-hmm. a very good 
commentator on NXT that it'd be funny if they were the two guys and so yeah. that the announced team would be like 1,200 pounds combined. <laughs> yeah. It was just those two. You can't break their table because it's been reinforced for two 400-pound uh, men. Yes. Uh, so there's one more, uh, the most modern uh, rich guy wrestler. Actually, not that good at pronouncing how rich he was. The, the clip that I have is actually two... It's other people talking about how rich he is. It's Alberto Del Rio. He would always, you know, drive a fancy car every time to the ring. Mm-hmm. He had a personal ring announcer. Yeah. But his promos were never really about how rich he was. It was like, oh, the title is my destiny and all this I, other stuff. I remember him going up a, a bunch against Swagger and Coulter. And, it, and as part of that act, to see a Mexican get rich. Yeah. It was unspoken how angry you were that supposed was his, to be. That's when his, they tried to make him a good guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't work. I'm guessing was Rey Mysterio injured, so they needed yeah, like a they positive had no Mexican other guy. Mexican. Well, yeah. Rey Mysterio and Sakaras, <clears throat> they had no Hispanic stars. Yeah, he also Rey Mysterio also during that time uh, grew six inches during his senior year. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a here's a brief clip of an actual <laughs> rich guy. No, probably rich. The Miz talking about Alberto Rio. He mocked your accent. Oh, and there's also he a bit of racism here. Said that. Real champions don't wear cute little Eddie Bauer scarves. His words. His words. He even said, the cars you drive in here, Ron, are rentals. <gasps> you don't believe me? If you don't believe me, ask, ask Alex Riley. Ask him. Alberto, I give you my word. I heard Ed say to anybody that would listen that he has no respect for a second-rate JBL meets Tito Santana knockoff. Like a- so you can see, uh, by the way, Alberto Del Rio got fired from WWE when he, when he slapped their social media guy for making a racist comment against him. Mm-hmm. Did you not sense a little bit of that in that uh, interview? Yeah. It's almost uh, more about like how racist they are than <laughs> how rich he is. I well, think I, I, if I have to... Imagine the scenario. I have to think Del Rio got a ton of that shit, yeah. and he finally got it from someone. That's not quite a guy you can't hit. Yeah, that's well, a guy you can hit. It still was a guy you can't hit. It turned out. Yeah, but because like, you can't hit anybody underneath the com- in the company. But like, it, it, somebody said it to it because because it's established shit like this. Like he thought like this is how we talk to him, right? Yeah, you make fun of the Mexican dude. Yeah. I know the WWE otherwise has a great history of dealing with For people sure. of different races. But in this one case, they didn't. They did not deal with this Mexican very well. Yeah. Now, and it was though at least it was a different Mexican stereotype, like of the rich Mexican guy. I had never seen that. Only on Breaking if, Bad. If you think so much, like who else do they have? Guys, two different guys who came in on lawnmowers, like two, <laughs> yeah. like, the Mexicals, the Mexicals, yep. <laughs> And then the guys no, who came in, right? no, the it guys, no, the guys who came in on low rider bikes, oh, yeah. Boy. And uh, and then also like the oh. Guerreros made it work for them, but their lie, cheat, and steal thing was like, yeah, we're thieving Mexicans. Yeah. Yeah. They were coming on a low rider that bounced when, to the ring. When they are Texans, they are not Mexicans. They are from San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Like 
Like, and they, and Eddie Guerrero is like, oh, his, like, that's, I love Eddie Guerrero. He's one of the best ever. Mm-hmm. And his matches were great then. But when I've watched them and gone back to watch them and hear like his interviews, he just throws in, it's like he's making fun of how racist they wrote his characters. Yo, essay, like, yo, he's like closing every sentence with like, essay or Holmes. Come on, nobody <laughs> talks like that. You got to go to school and finish your essay. Yeah, essay. She had three points to support your thesis, essay. In conclusion, <laughs> totally stole that joke Webster from uh, describes South Park. Still. Wrestling is. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about, Holmes. That's what I need to see. Uh, so uh, I have I have one last clip, and I feel like this is kind of like this should kill all wealthy wrestlers. Mm. It's one of my favorite interviews of all time. It's Jake the Snake talking about Ted DiBiase. Oh, I love this at WrestleMania Six, which is 25 years ago. Let's feel old. But you see, Damien and I don't forget. We remember all the times you made people grovel for your money. These were people far less fortunate than you. People who could use your money for essentials. And what did you do? You made fun of them. You humbled them. And you humiliated them. Well, now it's my turn. I'm going to make you beg, DiBiase. You are going to get down on your hands and knees. This time, you'll be the one that's humbled. This time, you'll be the one that's humiliated. And this time, you will be the one that grovels for the money. And how appropriate (laughs) that the money you grovel for is your very own. A victim of your own greed, wallowing in the muck of avarice. I mean, Gene with Capper. Longfellow couldn't have said it better. (laughs) (laughs) That was truly poetry. Uh, That was great. I forgot how much I loved hearing that guy talk and how hard it is to hear him talk now. Unfortunately, he took the money that he won from that match Uh and spent it playing 21. (laughs) (laughs) Want to play 21? No, it's I play 22. It's so Want to play blackjack? I got that too. He's so, he was so good. Like, God, he was so good at that. Ugh. That was like almost like a book on tape. How clear it was, and his yeah. his diction. And did you just... clean that up, Dave? No, I did not. Oh, you can hear. It's it. just alive. Like he had it that memorized. Mean Gene like... is just such a pro. He was able to handle the sound editing on the fly. Beautiful <laughs> stuff here from the snake. <laughs> <laughs> was that the real microphone? I wonder. Yeah. Like, as in they didn't have like that wasn't just a prop mic, and yeah. they didn't have like a boom yeah. over him. Or he did have a bunch of different outros. Like, did I hear Dickens? No, I didn't. That was Jake the Snake. And here a bunch of Macho Man's prop cream distorting the microphone levels. I wonder how Tolstoy could learn a lot from you. <laughs> I wonder how many times they had to film that. But yeah, Jake was great before the drugs. So that so I mean I that's it for the history the rich history of hey, rich wrestlers. I get it. Uh, I mean there's a few outliers like you could say Vince McMahon was a rich wrestler, but he's also kind of more like a jerk boss. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's like EC3 and TNA, kind of yeah. the same deal. Well, and Shane Shane O'Mac used to come out to money. Yeah, here, here comes the money. Yeah, here comes the money. Um great so that, song. So that covers my my spectrum of wrestlers. Uh, I know it's Henry, you, want, you wanted to talk to you wanted to talk a little bit about. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to give a, a Pennsylvania spectrum, spectrum of wrestlers. <laughs> I did want to give a uh, I did want to give a New <laughs> Japan update, guys. Uh, All right. So New Japan Pro Wrestling number one. Everybody sign up for New Japan World. It is no. so great. No. Like it is. Uh, no. You get to watch it live, live. It is a good deal at four a.m. for nine ninety nine yen. Is that uh, less or more than eight dollars like and forty cents? Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, so 
They just had Invasion Attack, their big event, and it had two very good matches in it. Kenny Omega versus Mascaris, which was a great match, and Kenny Omega is so cool. And then main event of Kota Ibushi versus AJ Styles, which you've really got to look up, guys. It was really great. That's the, 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 that's the finish of the match where he yeah. does a jump. He does his like Phoenix Splash onto AJ, and then AJ catches him into a the Styles Clash. And Kenny Omega was a big part of that too. He interfered slightly, and it had all this drama because Kota used to be his tag team partner, and they were now frenemies. And like Kenny was crying because he had screwed his friend out of the World Championship. There's so much emotion. Like it was, it was deeper storytelling than I'm used to. And also, the Young Bucks match is really great. You need to look that up. And uh, the only downside to the main event wa- or to the show is that the Bullet Club, uh, the core Bullet Club, Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson, they had a pretty good tag match that was mainly built upon how much Carl Anderson wanted to grab Maria. Everybody, uh, you, you know Maria of wrestling fame. She used to be in WWE. Let me ask you, is it worth it? What? Grabbing Maria. I mean, she is a gorgeous woman. Well. She is gorgeous. But so the plot of the match <laughs> turned into he wants to kiss her very strongly. Did he get Love a bloody it. nose? That- well, and he's chasing her the whole match while his tag team mate is like, stop doing that. Like, yeah, here at the end of the match, he tied her to the train tracks. That's some classical shit. Well, right no, there, so is what she, I'm she distracts Carl Anderson. And then to stop the distraction, Doc Gallows grabs her by the hair and yanks her down and then puts up his fist like, I'm going to punch you. Like, I was like, this is some attitude era stuff here. I'm not liking this. But- I don't know. But it was. But aside from that, also the Okada versus Bad Luck Valley match. So it is set up an awesome upcoming main events for the thing. So Shinsuke Nakamura is going to face Goto, which are two of my favorite. Like Nakamura is the best. Goto is this up and coming dude who's really good. They're finally going to face each other. Okada is back in the world title scene. The Rainmaker. He's going to face AJ Styles for the world title. They've had such great matches. And uh, the like, both tag uh, title things are going good. And Omega is going to face Alex Shelley of the, the Back to the Future tag team. So there's all these great <laughs> matches coming up. Uh, and G1 Climax is, is starting. The G1 tournament starts in July. At least get it for that because the G1 oh, yeah. tournament is the best wrestling. And it would, it, it, like last year, it cost over like $200 to get everything. Yeah, if you wanted to see you all of them. You gotta go Ustream and like buy them in like every night in different packages. It was crazy. And now it'll be 16 bucks. And the Google Translate on New Japan World is very good. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's, well, it's pretty good. Oh, just in the website. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the, they, they've set up Google Translate for the site because they, they want it. They're doing. They're trying at least a little to make it friendly to Americans and British people who you want think to watch they it. And broadcast that again, like they did the January one. Because like, uh, I made like I don't know. I guess it's up to GFW for back. them to make the deal. Like <laughs> I would hope GFW would make the deal, but you never know. Mm. It's, it's fine to watch with Japanese commentary because the stories are so simple. Like there's very few ever interviews or in ring promos. Wanted to like, kiss a girl. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, and he, they and told she it, won't let me. they told it so broadly that he just shouts her name like, Maria, Maria. And then when she stands up <laughs> on stage, sex. when she stands up on stage to distract him, she's like, hi, hi. And he's like, Maria. And then he started like doing Butter. this. Oh, dance. I saw this. This was a Popeye episode. <laughs> it was a Popeye episode. Yes. But anyway, yeah, G1 Climax coming up. Ugh, so many good matches. And like they're coming to ROH again this year in America. Yeah. Jinsei Nakamura is in that. He's gonna... Yeah, except like basically it'd be easier for me to go to Japan to see them wrestle than to go to freaking 
Philadelphia and yeah. see it here. So it's not that helpful there in America. Mm. All right. So that will do it for this episode of Cheap Popcast. Indeed. Thanks for listening, rating, reviewing, subscribing on iTunes. Uh, Chris, I'm going to let you lead off with plugs. I know that yeah. you weren't on our, the last episode where we talked about WrestleMania, but you made a kick-ass I video. have a video component that, yes. that I'm, like, sadly, I am mostly in. I would much rather you guys did all the talking, and I'm hopefully you did enough on yeah. the show about the actual matches. Uh, that was really fun, but there's an entire video up there uh, on, on YouTube.com slash Time Network, a bunch of other stuff there, some streams Dave and I do every Tuesday mm-hmm. at 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, and it's also the last week for IRL commentaries. Yeah. I plugged that already, but... One dollar to four ninety nine. Space Jam, Moving Red Rabbit. Over five dollars, you get a cool world. Over ten dollars, you get a fucking physical prize, which is a cool little coin. Help that us we will beat ship IRS. All the way to you. We have to beat we IRS. We will defeat the IRS. Yeah. Hopefully, by the time you hear this, <laughs> uh, we have a couple days left. Uh, and also, there's Cape Crisis, the comic book podcast I do every week. We talk about the latest news in the world of comic books, what we've been reading, and we're definitely going to have some Daredevil talk coming up soon. Uh, Brad Elston. I'm ready to go. VG uh, Empire. Empire. I'm in, like, ready to start the show. Yeah. That was the joke. VGEmpire.com, <laughs> uh, uh, Game Music Podcast. We did a wrestling episode many years ago, but mm-hmm. uh, recently did a Vector Man episode, believe it or not. And then uh, Sweet It In, we did with Dave. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually just on. The it phone. was just too sweet. So, oh, very good. <laughs> I was trying to find. Because Ring of Honor is on, like, random networks yeah. around the country. And I was like, I wonder if it is on any. In the Bay Area, because like the Bay Area through Cal Palace and stuff has a lot of history. Yeah, going back, and it's like nope, nothing. It's I'm looking on their site, Pensacola, Florida. I feel like I did watch it. Once. It doesn't have a cable home, and it has like a local. I think it's like sports... HDNet or Sinclair. Yeah, it's on Sincl- HDNet. Sinclair yeah. has it in like Oklahoma and like Mobile, Pensacola, Milwaukee, Paducah, Kentucky. Holla. Nice. Paducah, hey. my all my boys, my Padukes. I know Paducah. You do? Yeah, it's in Western Kentucky. Yeah, they should just have a streaming network too. It's, like, I mean, it's I don't know. I was just hoping that oh, maybe like the some there's like yeah. a channel. One of the ch- stations around here is an indep- it's still an independent station like KTVU. Mm-hmm. It's not like affiliated. KOFY, Kofi, uh, Kofi Kingston. Oh, yeah. Hey, you know what else? Oh, <laughs> but they do have they do have i pay per views, so you can buy like twenty dollars and watch their monthly or. Uh, you know what else pay-per-views. is cool about New Japan World is that. It has tons of old matches on it. Like, I watched one that was Hulk Hogan in 1985 mm. face uh, Antonio Inoki, and he had just become WWF champion, and he's introduced by Vince McMahon. And, wow. like, and then there's also, you can see the Super J Cup, which is the best tournament ever <laughs> by some people, but and you get to see Eddie Guerrero facing Wild Pegasus in ah. one of the best matches of all time. Wild Pegasus may look a little like somebody who Man. killed his family and, and <laughs> he killed a, suicide. He killed but wife Pegasus and child Pegasus. <laughs> All I know is this character, this guy Wild Pegasus, is a great so wrestler. He's, so he's Voldemort. This guy Wild Pegasus is a great wrestler, and you know he's cool. All right, so we will be back for Extreme Rules. Talk to you then. Huh? <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay Cause the million dollar man Always gets his way (laughs) Money, 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 money Some might cost a little 
I'm the million dollar man And you will be bought <laughs> Everybody's gonna pay Cause the million dollar man Always gets his way <laughs> Money, 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 money Some might cost a little Cost a lot, but I'm the million dollar man, and you will be bought. <laughs> money, 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 money. 